Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, First, you tell me whether you want this or not. A leaked Governor Santis debate memo. You want that? Now? Not now? Later? Um, maybe later. Okay. Is it? Is it? Well, have you seen it? Have you, is yeah. it interesting? Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me, but I'm into this stuff. Okay. Not everybody yeah. is. Yeah, I, definitely this hour. Okay, later this hour. So, I uh, just came across this. Participants in the Miss Universe pageant say they were forced to disrobe for a, quote, body check and are now filing a suit or complaining or doing something. Um, what what sort were they checking them for uh, the Twig and Berries? Because I think they let dudes compete now, right? Well, is that just like Which a... Is just crazy. Really low rent, but he got away with it. Yeah, it's time for the uh, body check. Yeah, that's it. You're all going to have to get undressed now, and I've got a clipboard, and I'll walk by and do the body check, which is a standard part of the procedure here for the Miss Universe Project. And as you can see from my FBI hat, I am a female body inspector. Oh, my God. That is the dumbest ruse ever. Did none of the women say, no, I'm not going to do that? I'm gonna well, go why is this necessary? I'm going to go straight to the newspaper or the local TV station if you tell me I have to get undressed for a body check. All right, so. Oh, please, they're they're professional hotties. That's a dime a dozen. If you paid a dime for a dozen, you overpaid. <laughs> right. Oh, they don't dare make a peep. By the way, something. So Miss Universe did have a bepenist winner a couple of years ago or just a contestant? I can't remember. Anyway, am I against that? I don't even know if I'm against that. I mean, in general, I hate the idea of dudes participating in women's sports. I think it's awful. I think it's crazy. I can't mm-hmm. believe that it has happened, or it's still happening. But in the Miss Universe contest, I'm not sure it makes any difference to me. If you if you look like a hot woman, what what difference does it make? 
Well, you'll have to find my give a damn because I've misplaced it. <laughs> you know, really anything. Although the whole gender maddening madness thing, I just well, I guess it does too promote much. that. But right. I, I don't know if there's a if there's a guy that can get dressed up as a woman who's prettier than you. I'm not sure they've stolen your spot. I don't know. It's not quite the same as pole vaulting or swimming or something. Yeah, I would agree. I see your point. Yeah, completely. Katie I, yeah, Green, I really. What's that? Katie Green oh, yeah. joins us. Oh, I was going to say, Miss Universe crowned its first transgender winner this year for Miss Netherlands, and she's going to go on to compete to the big competition. Oh, okay. okay, gotcha. Oh, I see. Okay, as, so it's a national winner. As a woman, are you offended by men participating in the Miss Universe contest? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm offended is, by a man sane. competing in any women's contest. I don't feel yeah, like it's a you women's have, contest. Yeah, don't overthink this S. But I don't think you have an adv- a natural advantage as a man. In fact, you have a disadvantage. You know what your disadvantage is? You're a dude competing yeah, but, in a female body uh, beauty uh, contest. Well, that's a, that's a point is well taken. Um, but the the activist weirdos vaulted this dude to win because it made them feel enlightened. Right. It's that's all true. sick. That's true. Well, and what you're talking about is manufactured. They don't naturally look like that. It's uh, not her. That's not. That's not the body that they were born with. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know those are some paid well, for girls' bodies boobs. change as they grow up, Katie. So it's not the body you're. <laughs> oh, born really? With. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Joe's doing a. Is this mansplaining? Hey, hey, God! It's me, Margaret. Moment for you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, where was I with this? Miss Universe. Oh, you know, honestly, uh, yeah, you got me fired up about it. I was going to say they can do anything up to and included like a, a Hunger Games thing where they kill each other with crude weapons. I just don't care. <laughs> but you made me care. You made me care. We played this earlier today. This is perhaps the low moment in... The low career lately of Jake Tapper on CNN. It pains me to say that because I thought he was really more down the, you know, uh, not not down the middle because that's the wrong term. Actually sane and, and, and not a partisan hack. And he's increasingly come off as a partisan hack. And this may be one of the most pathetic attempts to create a controversy where there is none I've ever heard. And there, this is amazing enough, but there's a new wrinkle. So clip 26, please, Michael. Trump on Truth Social yesterday wrote, quote, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers, a word that I'm not particularly familiar with, riggers. Keith Boykin, a, a Democratic political commentator and former White House aide to, to Bill Clinton, he, he took issue with that term. Take a listen. And he wants to find the riggers, his word, not mine, who stole the election from him. Rigger, please. He, uh, Boykin went on to say Trump's choice of words uh, is not an accident after spending days making racist attacks against Fonnie Willis, the black woman leading the prosecution against him in I- Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I laughed because it's laughable. So because he used the term riggers and that rhymes with brace yourselves, folks, a racial slur. That was a hint, a dog whistle, a wolf howl. I can't. I haven't heard this yet. So now we have Al Sharpton. Well, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 let me do my magic, please. I interrupted the magic. 
I walked in, the the, 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 the the dove flew out of the hat. Everything's ruined. Hey, is that the dove you had behind your back? <laughs> oh, no! No! <laughs> so anytime you say you're buying a pillow, I want the bigger one. You're a racist. Anytime you roll around in the grass and you get chiggers, you're a racist. Anytime you see a bunch of swigging drinks and you notice they're swiggers, you're a racist because it sounds the same. And we are like middle ages scab covered IQ of 30 half wit morons. And it sounds the same. So I think it means the same unspeakable elephanting idiocy from Jake Tapper. Inexcusable, unforgivable. Damn you. But if you have a situation this idiotic, this nonsensical, is there any way to make it more so? Yes, there is. You you invite one Al Sharpton to the party. Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors, which uh, clearly uh, rhymes with the N-word. I mean, this is not 10 years ago or 30 years ago when we marched against him on the Central Park Fire. Uh, I'm talking about he, within the last 24 hours, used the term rigors. Is this the kind of party the Republicans want to show the country that they are? (laughs) Wow. And and Mika saying, yes, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, Reverend. Yes. So here's what's most interesting to me about this. I assume that, so that's from Morning Joe. I I'd recognize Mika Brzezinski's patronizing, condescending, yes, yes, anywhere. Uh, uh, a Morning Joe, they desperately, well, they desperately want ratings. We all do who are in this business. But they desperately want to stop Trump. They hate Trump for a variety of reasons, including the fact that he says her husband killed an intern once. But um, <laughs> Andy outed their affair. <laughs> When they were both married. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, they hate Trump, but how do they not get? Okay, so you did this story. Some of your audience who hates Trump, I suppose, is going to say, yep, it does rhyme with that, and that's what he meant. Some of your audience is going to oh, say, you got to uh, be dumb as a dog. I know. A lot of your audience, I don't know if it's the majority or not, is going to say, uh, I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I agree with you. I hate Trump. But. Anybody that I assume you think you're trying to convince who's on Trump's side or could even possibly be on Trump's side, you think this is going to be the nail in the coffin? You're so wrong. This made everybody who's in that middle ground of, I don't know, Trump really bothers me, I don't know, maybe I won't vote, are thinking, oh, screw you people and your unending, apparently there is no limit to how far you will go to try to paint us as racist. Screw you, I'm voting for Trump again. How do you not get that you caused more people to vote for Trump with that segment than less? I I just think you're you're getting their business model wrong. Their their entire target is the 20% of America that's the furthest left. And they just want to present the most purely distilled, 100% progressive version of progressivism to attract those viewers. They don't have any interest in anybody with a, a shred of uh, bipartisanship or fairness or sense. It's like some of the super right-wingy websites that are just, they're just cuckoo birds. <laughs> they have no interest in attracting Mitt Romney's fans and the 
uh, oh, great. Oh, never mind. Um, uh, or, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're uh, Chris Sununu crowd. You may be right. But that is so hilarious. It How can is. grown-ups make those words come out of their mouths? I don't well, know. because they've they've gotten very wealthy in the very sort of pandering I've described. I need to grow up myself. <laughs> we should all grow up and out. Wake up and smell the pandering. So do you want to hear the leaks? Which clearly rhymes with the N-word. Yeah, yeah, we picked up on that like, <laughs> right away. That was kind of at the beginning of it. Wow. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? We should stop talking about who's going to be president or who was president. I get yes. talked about too much. Yes. Yes. Especially at this early date. Well, so I, 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 I don't completely agree with that. I did hear somebody on one of the cable news channels say we're, four, we're 480 days from the presidential election. Well, no, no, yeah, no, that's, that's true. But we are a week away from a debate. We're however many days away from... Voting starting actually happening, which the winnowing process, blah, blah, blah. So, you know. Well, although I was watching Special Report with Brett Bear, which I really enjoy, uh, but last night, and there was long, long extended coverage of the various candidates working the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. And they just, there was nothing to say. All this is, is much ado about nothing. Let him get the debate going. Let will get serious then. Well, can I? Do you want the leaked DeSantis memo now, or is that gonna? I, and then we can move I, away from this. Well, or should we I put it time? off till later? Probably not. It's not much of a tease. Maybe it's a tease. Well, how, is I'm gonna handle, how is DeSantis going to? How is DeSantis going to handle the debate? It's kind of surprising, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, now I'm intrigued. Among other things, and other things that have nothing to do with the debate or who's about to be president or any of that sort of thing. You know, I was looking at canoes and thinking of buying an outrigger, but then I realized, boy, that rhymes with the N-word. And I wouldn't want people to think my canoe with like a fin over there was, you know, like a clan deal. So I passed on it. You would have to be as dumb as a box of hair to think that. I think Mika's thing was a stunt. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Easy! Misogyny, you monster! (laughs) All right, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. President Biden celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act as a key part of his economic agenda. Guess what? It's working. Even though economists say price cooling over the past year had more to do with gas prices dropping than it did with the IRA. And today, one top White House official acknowledged what it really amounts to. Which is the largest investment in clean energy and climate action ever in the United States in the history of the world. Guess what? It's working. Jackie brought this up earlier. A lot of positive economic indicators, but the number of Americans who are really freaked out about the economy is is high. Yeah, it's like four out of five. Yeah, yeah, which is notable. And I think no matter whether you're paycheck to paycheck or, or fairly affluent, there's a feeling of something ain't right. This is there are weird signals. Inflation kills everybody, right? Well, guess what? It's working. Breaking news, mortgage rates just hit their highest level in more than 20 years. As a guy looking for a house, hey, hey. Jack, guess what? It's working. Interest rates hit housing hard. Would-be buyers are locked out, and would-be sellers have to stay put. Guess what? Wall Street Journal. It's working. Which is is why, at least around where I live, there's like one new house that becomes available every other week, and it sells in five days. (laughs) Hard, hard time to shop for a house. Um, uh, and the president's approval rating on the economy is significantly lower than his overall approval rating, which is historically low. So, well, I guess he's trying to spin it. He's trying to message this thing and convince people that other people feel this way. But it, it's just it's it's not happening. Good um, luck. Since we brought this up, I'll, I'll get to the the leaked 
DeSantis debate memo coming up? It's super interesting. I looked at mm. the actual raw text of it. As a guy who's super into that sort of thing, I find it very interesting. Anyway, I talked about this at the, at the very beginning of the show because construction there's construction going on everywhere around me right now, all over the place. And I'm wondering how much of that is being driven by one of these various bills, Build Back Better or the Inflation Reduction Act, where they're throwing money around all over the place. I know a local park where they're adding on to the skateboard park with another like super cool sort of thing that my son's all excited about. But it's got a sign on it saying being paid for by, I think, the Build Back Better bill. And it's okay. got a picture of Joe Biden on it. And I thought, should federal taxpayers in rural Alabama be paying for a super cool skate park in this really affluent town in California. Is that what the federal government is supposed to be doing? Wow. Well, even if those Alabamians were willing to do that, you'd think they'd like give it directly and not have the federal government keep 25 cents on the dollar for their giant bureaucracy and then send 75 cents along for your affluent town skate park. And I would just like to know, and I don't know this, but I suspect that a lot of the road construction that's going on is paid for by some of these giant oh, yeah. mega uh-huh. quintillion dollar bills. And I even wonder if the roads needed repaired or fixed there. I don't even know. I don't remember anything being wrong with a lot of the areas where the streets all torn up and the sidewalks are torn out. What are you even doing? Yeah. And for what it's worth, if you haven't heard this, the administration, well, Biden himself is saying, yeah, I shouldn't have named it the uh, Inflation Reduction Act because it really wasn't about that at all. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> we noticed at the time. Since I was, think we may have mentioned that. Since there was nothing in there about reducing inflation and experts say it increased inflation. Thank you for your candor, sir. Good Lord. Yeah, man, it's it's hard not to be despondent about the way the whole system works right now. And that money Between is... the lying and the stupidity? Good Lord. Wall Street Journal had a piece yesterday about the gazillions of dollars that are going to be misappropriated out of that Inflation Reduction Act. Because nobody's paying oh, any really? attention and uh, where it's going, just like I was talking about with all the roadworks. Anyway, lots on the way. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. New Fox polling out tonight backs up those rankings, the power rankings. Former President Trump checks in with 53% support. Governor DeSantis is next at 16. No one else has more than 11% after that. If the former president is not in the equation for some reason, Governor DeSantis leads the way over Vivek Ramaswamy. And for now, we'll see after the debate. Vivek in that particular Fox poll had leapt up six points. DeSantis had dropped six points. And people in my real life catching Vivek's act at various venues are really impressed with him. He's just, he's got that, whatever that is, standing on stage, riling people up. He's good at it. He's glib. He's a brilliant communicator. So I I, I hate debates. I just think they're awful. I won't re-bore you with that spiel that I've been saying for many, many years now. It's a stupid way to compare people and decide who's going to be the best (laughs) executor of, uh, you know, a branch of government. And then we do we we like we take it to the next level with a crowd that cheers and you know what I, here's an aside that I haven't mentioned one thing that bothers me about it is I'm a rules follower and people are always rewarded for breaking the rules 
You're mm. you're not supposed to talk unless you're you know it's your time and all that sort of stuff. But the people that do best are the people that jump in whenever they want to and say, "There he goes again." Now look at it in the crowd wars. There he goes. I mean, you get rewarded for breaking the rules, and I hate that. We're just going overtime. Yeah, yeah. Cut off their mics. Anyway, so saw this headline. Put a compliance belt on them. Heavy jolt of electricity anytime they step over the line. So NBC News had this first, this headline. A Governor DeSantis memo urges him to, to defend President Trump from other candidates and to critis, criticize Vivek at next week's primary debate. I thought, okay, this is interesting. A leaked memo. What is the ad all about? So I did minimal searching around, and the memo is out there now. And so have this caveat. There's always a chance that it's not real. I almost guarantee you that the DeSantis people are going to come out and say it's not real today. It smacks of authenticity to me, having just read the two pages of it. It sure looks real. And the other danger is it could be a preliminary draft of something that got changed substantially. But anyway, I'm, I'm intrigued. It was posted on a Super PAC website. Somebody either accidentally put it somewhere where you could see it, kind of like the Trump indictment the other day, you know, where it goes up on a website by accident or something like that. Or that was a fictional document. Or somebody leaked it. A lot of my favorite pundits say there are a lot of disgruntled people inside the DeSantis campaign. As often happens on losing teams, people start to, you know, backbite and snipe and all that sort of stuff, and people feel like they've been demoted or blamed for things that are his fault. And so who knows? Who, who who leaked this or how it got out. But listen to some of this. Overarching goals. The four basic must-dos. This is for the debate next week. One, attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times. That, that level of... I don't know how you get up there and do your... You know who doesn't do this sort of thing? Trump. Trump. <laughs> you know who probably didn't do much of it? Barack Obama. Um... State GRDs, I assume that's Governor Ron DeSantis, state GRDs positive vision two to three times. Hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in a response. Mm. So wait for a response time and hammer Vivek. Defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack. I like that. So that really sounds like they're fighting to be number two, which honestly, uh, uh, and and I'm no great Trump fan, as you know, but um, Trump is uh, insurmountable at this point. So they are fighting for number two in case something happens to Trump. Interesting perception. I don't know. Um, and then it's got the next paragraph. Name invoked. When Ron DeSantis' name is invoked and he is given a chance to respond, there are two approaches. When there's a core attack on his central candidacy, calling him a liberal or hitting veteran record or hitting his conservative record, GRD should take the time, correct the record, and highlight the positive and dismiss the attacker. If it's a tier one candidate, GRD can also pivot to hitting Joe Biden when possible. Can you imagine trying to keep all this stuff straight in your head? On somebody who thinks they know better than you know about how to handle all this sort of stuff? That would drive me crazy. So I'm sorry, I can't remember. If a tier one candidate attacks my core candidacy, I should invoke Joe Biden twice or is it three times? <laughs> if it's not a core attack, but GRD's name is inv- invoked, GRD should take the response opportunity to pivot and take up time. He should ignore the weak attack. That is that is a pretty good idea. Just ignore weak attacks and talk about whatever you right. want about talk about. Yes. 
uh, not even address it and instead pivot to message and vision and name check Iowa, New Hampshire, etc. voters. Iowans, Americans, I'm talking directly to you now. <laughs> it says in quotes. Oh, geez. Governor DeSantis, your uh, name was used in reference to the porpoise uh, deaths off of the south coast of Texas. Would you like to respond? Yes, I respond by saying the people of New Hampshire are with me as I plot a bold new conservative course. Yeah, exactly. You know what I find? One thing I find interesting about this is for most candidates, they came they come off when they do these things exactly like they were handed a memo like this. Ah, yeah. This is the point. first time yeah. I've ever seen one of these well memos, said. but yeah. they come off that way. They come <laughs> off like they were told in a meeting when that happens to say this. And it just seems so transparently true. Uh, I found this really interesting. Then they have a next paragraph called Orchestra Pit. And it says the Roger Ailes Orchestra Pit Theory. Wow. Let's face it. There are three things the media are interested in. Pictures, mistakes, and attacks. That's the only sure way of getting coverage. You try to avoid as many mistakes as you can. You try to give them as many pictures as you can. And if you need coverage, you attack and you will get coverage. And then it has this in bold. It's my orchestra pit theory of politics. You have two guys on stage, and one guy says, I have a solution to the Middle East program. And the other guy falls in the orchestra pit. Who do you think is going to be on the evening news? Wow. So he's supposed to dive into the orchestra pit? And I'm sorry, that's the Roger Ailes? Yeah. It's the Roger Ailes orchestra pit theory. I get get what he's saying. It's absolutely true that the lead, maybe the entire coverage, is going to be the guy that fell in the orchestra pit. But so what are you supposed to trip trip and fall down and get all the coverage? (laughs) I don't know. Wow, that's so odd. I, I find myself wondering, what's the best dictatorship on earth? The most benign dictatorship. Democracy doesn't work. The, the Republic, it was a grand experiment, but it's it's falling apart. Singapore? Is that probably the best? Uh, <laughs> because you're giving up dictatorship? on this? Yeah. So um, I hope you find this interesting. I really do, but I'm super into presidential races and debating and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I like this. One thing you don't want to do is get your head up too far. I don't know if I like that expression. Lord. On some new vision for America. Because then the next thing that happens is that the media runs over to the Republican side and says, tell me why you think this is an idiotic idea. All right. So be careful about offering ideas. If I'm Ron DeSantis reading this, I'm just like despondent. Uh, This, listen for this on Thursday and you'll know whether this memo is true or not. Potential orchestra pit moments. Take a sledgehammer to Vivek Ramaswamy. Fake Vivek or Vivek the fake. So they even came up with the cutesy phrases that DeSantis is going to hit you with on Thursday. Wow. Fake Vivek. Vivek the fake. Well, that's out then. That's out now, though. So they can't use those. They got to go with Ramaswamy ought to go back to mommy. (laughs) Or... Ramalama ding dong. (laughs) I don't know. They got to go to their second tier insults now. And then this. uh, This is the last memorandum on here in small print. Defend Trump when Chris Christie attacks him. Trump isn't here. This is in quotes, like this is DeSantis is supposed to memorize this and say it. Trump isn't here, so let's just leave him alone. He's too weak to defend himself here. We're all running against him. I don't think we want to join forces with someone on this stage who's auditioning for a show on MSNBC. Oh, that's a good one. There's a shot at Chris Christie, I guess. 
Wow, that's I, really effective. Too I, bad that's out. Although there's like a tenth of a tenth of a percent of the population that will ever hear this. I mean, I wish we had a bigger audience, but and thank you for listening. Um, but he might as well go ahead and use these lines now that I think about it. I love this. This is the exact sort of thing that comes off in the wrong hands, exactly like it was handed to you in a memo, like when Hillary Clinton would do it. She's the perfect example of you can oh, see no. the memo as oh, it came boy. out her mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I hope Ron DeSantis can do a better job of invoke a personal anecdote story about family, kids, Casey, showing emotion. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. Anytime a memo says show emotion. Be sure to show emotion. If I'm experiencing one, I will. Oh, again, I don't know. Where else has a good, fair-minded dictatorship? Or even a ruling junta that'll be sympathetic to me and my needs. <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm... Yes, Michael? <laughs> I just think these candidates are overmanaged. Well, they are. They, they clearly are. They just tear are. up the memos and just do it themselves. Well, and all the people that... Almost all the people who end up winning, you know that they went on their instincts. Bill Clinton went on his instincts. Barack Obama did. George Bush did. Trump obviously does. Yeah. Not and, that and they don't they, do debate prep. But it's hard to picture Barack Obama being handed a line, talk about your family and use emotion. Yeah, right. Well, they're they're super talented and they had advisors, but it, not to get too inside uh, baseball, radio being baseball, but we've observed through the years, uh, you know, companies, stations, whatever, they hire these consultants. And these consultants come in and give you their cookie cutter how to do a good show or be successful, and they are obviously fashioned for people who don't have the talent or instincts to do it for themselves and you know you get a a, like a a, a c plus level talent and a good consultant they might be able to come up with something that works for a little while that's fine but you're not going to win with that you're not going to win with a Bob Dole with a skilled consultant. He's not here to defend himself. I apologize to the Dole family. But uh, the only way he runs is if he runs against another one of him. If he comes uh, comes up against an instinctive talent, like a Clinton, like an Obama, like a George W. Bush, maybe like a Ronald Reagan, like a, yeah, maybe Ramaswamy, um, they don't have a chance. I like the fact that it says... Inject a story about your family, then it mentions Casey Kids, in case he wasn't fam- Oh, fam, oh, oh, my, oh fam- my family, right, my wife oh, named Casey, oh. and I, that's right, I have children. Right, right, the children. Oof. Ah. That hurts. Not his fault, but it gives you an idea what the operation is like, I think. I think it does, but if you need more than four or five sentences... You're that C-plus talent I was talking about. Hey, keep it positive. Let's not be attacking Trump. Don't run off his voters. Make sure you share your vision for the country. All right, let's do this. Attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times. State your positive vision two to three times. If a second-tier candidate takes a fourth-angle shot at your (laughs) third-tier principles, you need to go with the X-33 on four. Omaha! Omaha! In motion! Here we go! No, no, no. And then on a response, drop a Vivek the fake or fake Vivek, whichever you prefer. 
You're doomed. Doomed! (laughs) We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. I'm not reading it to be a jerk. I've got plenty other ways to display that. But um, Jack, please learn to pronounce Vivek's name and stick with it. Rhyme it with stick or hack. It's not. It doesn't rhyme with cake. Uh, that's actually the example he uses himself when he's talking on stage. It's Vivek rhymes with cake. 
Yeah, so thank you for your confidence in correcting us. But, you know, if you didn't know, you didn't know, but that is the way he says it. Well, if I didn't know, I might not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Opine. So here is a guy with the curious name of Flash Shelton. Perhaps that's a nickname. His mom in California, of course, because... California has lost its mind. It's Cal Unicornia, the land where realism has gone to die. Uh, There was a squatter that moved into his late mom's home that they were trying to rent out. He went in and he got them to leave. And now he's offering his services to others. He uh, what happens is. If a squatter initially refuses to leave or can't be removed immediately because of legal constraints, Shelton says he would have the homeowner write up a lease so he can move into the house with the squatter. And it sounds something like this. They tell me that there's people here and that there's furniture in the house. And who's telling you that? that the realtors. That there's people here. Yeah. So neighbors tell me that they see people coming in and the lights on. Well, that would not be us. Neighbors there, neighbors there, neighbors there, and neighbors there. That would never be us. And those are the ones that have been calling me, telling me. It all has to be out before I leave. I've got guys scheduled to come take the stuff out later today. So either you take it out or I have to take it out and put it out on the driveway until it gets picked up. So here's what he does. He has the homeowner write up a lease so he can move in. Quote, I can basically become a tenant and live with them until they choose to leave on their own. Go in and sit on the couch and open the fridge and basically be like, I don't know what you're doing, but this is my home now. (laughs) Is he a big old boy or knows jujitsu? It just seems like a sort of a confrontational sort of thing to do. You know, it doesn't say how old he is, I don't think. He reminds me of a couple of friends I've had that are old, but they look so damn tough. You think, I'm not going to try them. Oh, the adrenaline kicks in and I just go in. I just feel comfortable and I just make it happen. They're not only surprised, they don't know how to react. He says he likes to install ring cameras in every room and tell the squatters they're on a reality show. People kind of want to get away as fast as possible and they don't want to be seen. And if a squatter leaves the home briefly, Shelton said he acts quickly to secure the home. Before they even know what's happening, I've already removed them. He's uh, both physically helped others in California where he lives and has provided consulting over Zoom to teach others his uh, methods. He doesn't recommend everyone deploy his methods because of safety concerns. Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty are brought to you today by Two Ominous Notes Separated by Six Octaves There you go. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I like the idea of just being such an obnoxious roommate, people move out. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo brought us that entertaining story. Michael, a final thought. I love that idea of squatters, but I I'm, I don't want to be the one to move in. I, I agree with Jack. you got to be a big person to do that. Well, and he's trained in de-escalation, too. It doesn't make clear uh, in what line of work. But anyway, uh, Katie Greener, esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? We were talking about like new technology and these self-driving cars in San Francisco getting stuck in concrete. Remember when Segways were the big new thing? The one wheel yeah, with the yeah, handles? Yeah. I was driving through San Francisco, and I'll never forget one totally glitched out in a group tour and they all went down like dominoes right in front of my car oh, it was the oh, funniest thing I oh, had seen oh that's not that's tragic uh, Jack, uh, a final thought 
Yeah, just going to interject some economic news. Walmart posted some big earnings on number of people shopping. And for whatever reason, while four out of five of us are worried about the economy, according to recent polls, we're spending a lot of money. We're out shopping. We're buying stuff. I'm not exactly sure how that all fits together. More swirling economic winds to analyze. Uh, my final thought is uh, Baxter, my dog, his digestive system went sideways. He was really weird. He wasn't eating for a bit, and and he's a lab mix, so that's, I mean, crazy. But I would like to report that today his output was like that of the American economy. Spectacular. He appears to be right as rain and back on track. Like, keep us up to date on that. You. <laughs> I think we're in the clear. Yeah, text me. Armstrong and Getty (laughs) wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. So many delights await you there. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Can I make a very obvious point? Okay. We're not going to stare at their crotches. It's true. I expected more. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. That is why as soon as I am re-elected, sitting around, playing the fiddle. Yay. Uh, that seems quite ambitious, if not a little bit loony. So whatever you want to call it, you can. It's insane. Um, this is a mess. Absolutely. It is now 100% proven. No. Hi. Good night, everybody. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.